Blog Talk Radio. Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Gunnar Nordstrom's gallery here in Bellevue on this Memorial Day weekend. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, with guest host um, Michael, our wine advocate, and our special guest, Ellen Tracy of F-Factor. And then, of course, our own very um, famous Gunnar. Today's show is going to be brought to you by all the men and women who put down their lives to protect our freedoms that we enjoy today to be here with you. To all who serve now, we give you our thanks and our support. And with that, I wanted to, um, I did a little research on Memorial Day because I know typically we all know, you know, what it means and why we celebrate it. But in doing the history, it's always funny to realize that how it started and how it ended are similar things. Memorial Day originally called the Decorations Day is a day of remembrance for those who have died in our nation's service. It was officially proclaimed on May 5th, 1868 by General John Logan national commander of the Grand Army of the Republic, in his General Order Number 11, and was first observed on May 30, 1868, when flowers were placed on the graves of Union and Confederate soldiers in Arlington National Cemetery. The first state to officially recognize the holiday was New York in 1873, and by 1890 it was recognized all over the northern states. The South refused to acknowledge the day, honoring their dead on separate days until after World War I. When the holiday changed from honoring just those who fighted, who had died fighting in the Civil War to honoring all Americans who had died fighting in any war. It is now celebrated in almost every state on the last Monday in May, passed by Congress in the National Holiday Act of 1971, to ensure all three-day weekends for federal holidays. Um, though several southern states have an additional separate day for honoring the Confederate war dead, January 19th in Texas, April 26th in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and Mississippi, May 10th in South Carolina, and June 3rd, Jefferson Davis's birthday, in Louisiana and Tennessee. Take this week to go out of your way to thank a vet or someone skilled in the service so that they know they're appreciated. Today on our show, we have the privilege of um, our why I married Ellen Cabrera Black, mixologist Ryan. He is in here mixing with our newest sponsor, Mm. <laughs> and it's delicious. It is delicious. And Ryan is uh, mixed up for us a couple of special drinks. We're going to do the first tasting as he is the featured on-air tasting. And while we're tasting it, he's going to tell us what it is that we're drinking. <laughs> this first one is a grape color. Yeah, well, with our new, uh, our new product, Talking Rain, And uh, so we're featuring Talking Rain now, uh, sparkling water, uh, carbonating everything. And the first, uh, I guess, uh, mixture that I came up with was uh, the Grape Blast with the uh, Berry uh, Talking Rain. The Berry Talking Rain. The Berry Talking Rain, yeah. So it uh, turned out really light and refreshing. Uh, it's actually the best mixture I think I've had with the grape because the grape tends to be a little uh, sugary and strong. And uh, this one actually turned out to be really light and refreshing like I was hoping with some of the previous mixtures that I've had before. Yeah, Ryan, it's really, really kind of too sweet. 
refreshing, and refreshing, especially on a sunny Memorial Day. Definitely, it's uh, a beverage that if you uh, tone down the alcohols and the sugar content, I mean, if you throw it over ice, it's definitely drinkable by itself. Um, and what we're trying to do is mix it with some of the carbonated waters. You can tone it down a little bit to where it's really light and refreshing. When we actually get some sun here in Seattle, like we have in, uh, you know, for a couple days here and there, it's going to be one of those best things you can have out on a boat. Um, you know, get some of the cans, get a couple things of... Uh, carbonate the talking rain waters and mix them together and you're going to have a blast all day long. Well, thank you, Ryan. We do love your blast beverages and um, I love the ability to, like you're saying, to be able to grab a couple of bottles of that and something else, throw it on a boat. You don't have to worry about orange juice mixers and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You can just take two bottles, throw them together and you can be very happy and unfocused and still mix a really good drink. A couple 24-ounce cans of blast and a couple bottles of the flavor or the yeah the flavored water, and you're set for the day. So it wouldn't even cost you that much, and you have product for the whole day. We love it. Well, we're looking forward to the second tasting later on in the show. So thank you. Okay, our secret sponsor for this week is going to be no surprise, but we haven't used them before. Of course, it's going to be Gunner's Gallery. So if you're listening to the show, make sure that you message us in this week to let us know that you know who the secret sponsor is so that you can be entered into the drawings at the end of the month um, for the prizes from our sponsors. This week, actually on today's show, we will be giving and doing the drawing for the Hyatt One Night Stay. We have two tickets for the um, F-Factor, which Ellen is going to be telling us about here in a little bit. Um, We also have Daniel certificates as well as uh, a soiree, which is who we pour our wine with, our wine aerator. So, Michael, um, I believe that we'll have you go ahead and cover some of the socially savvy news. Perfect. Uh, Cafe Cicera plans on opening uh, uh, at the Ashton Bellevue Luxury Apartments. It's situated right at uh, uh, 1015 108th Avenue Northeast, and that's just downtown here in Bellevue. Opens in July, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, it's supposed to be a really uh, a kind of a Paris French uh, inspired uh, espresso, and uh, I heard there's going to be probably lots of like pastries and oh, you just sort of quaint uh, um, uh, cafe. So I'm really excited for that. So everything's uh, seasonal produce uh, grown by local farmers. The menu featuring Mediterranean small plate sandwiches and oh, it's going to be really good. I'm excited to see the there's a restaurant cafe that's coming in that has gone into it with the intention of focusing on local farmers and businesses. Well, not only that, but you got, you know, they, they, they're their own roasters. They, they roaster uh, their own source beans. Uh, they're sustainable, uh, traceable, and ethical uh, about their, their uh, growing practices. So that, that says a lot. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, we're also still waiting for the confirmation date for the opening of the new suite lounge in the Winterbourne building by the Hyatt in Bellevue. We'll keep you posted on that information. So Socially Savvy News has been brought to you by Blast, the ultimate cocktail. Mm-hmm. And what is it, what it is to be socially savvy today is brought to you by Sweet Talk Wipes. Um, just like our hands, our cell phones need to be regularly cleaned and detoxified. So order yours today at sweettalkwipes.com. The topic today, obviously, with um, it being Memorial Day, I thought it was very fitting that for it to be what it means to serve. And by definition, what it means to serve is an act of helpful activity, help, aid, or to do some someone a service. 
with today with so much going on and so many distractions and the general entitlement attitude that has prevailed, we've forgotten to make service a mainstay in our lives. So many people miss the point that serving others benefits you in ways you may never recognize, but to the people in the organizations you are serving, the point is very clear. Take my hand. I'm here to help you. Um, and with that, I want to introduce our guest, Ellen of F Factor. We're intrigued to hear more about the F Factor, and I really want to know what the F stands for. Oh, that's a good question. Um, yes, the F Factor is an, a nonprofit organization made to serve foster children in King County. So the F Factor, Fun, Fashion, and Friends for Foster Children, we use fashion as a vibrant medium to reach out to the community for support and help serve the children in foster care. Most oftentimes, foster children are taken out of their homes and they you know, are lucky to take a trash bag or grocery bag of items pulled together last minute from their rooms and they go into a new home, you know, not looking back and knowing if they'll ever see their siblings, their family, or their own belongings again. So the F factor is called action. And what we will do is host public fundraising events using um, using fashion as a as an avenue and a vehicle to help serve the children in foster care. So we'll uh, host our first fundraising event June 9th at Urban Feast. And um, it'll be a fashion show including local designers that range uh, from designs with swimwear, lingerie, um, dresses, and okay. urban fashions. Yeah, and so we have raffle prizes, and we have a huge ice luge that's being made, and a simple teeny cocktail being poured down that ice luge. And so 100% of the proceeds from that night go to benefit foster children. Um, and what we'll do in service for the foster children is use that money to purchase brand new clothes, shoes, and everyday necessities to help children um, feel comfortable and help build their self-confidence again after the traumatic situations they've come from that have placed them in foster care. So, Yeah, and the average age of children going into foster care, is there an average age or does it just range all over the board? It's all over the board, yeah. Um more than two-thirds of those children that are put in foster care, which on a national average is over 500,000 children at any given time, wow. will be in foster care. Um, and two-thirds of those children never see their home again. again. And they're, they fight to find a new place to live and call home. Well, and it's, I mean, if you think about when you are just coming out of, say, elementary school and your junior high years and your high school years, it is such, so difficult on a daily basis just to get through and be strong for for that part of your life in a normal household, and then to be you know pulled away for whatever circumstances and be thrown into another and and not have the comfort of coming home to your things and your place and and like maybe your favorite clothing to wear that makes you feel good and confident. Um, yeah, and I know uh, I've known lots of people who did um, foster care, which you know they did the best that they could, but a lot of times these people can't afford to go running out and buying new clothes. And right, yeah, foster parents do do the best they can, and um, Washington State offers three hundred dollars per foster child annually, and that's less than half of what a average income household would spend on a child to clothe them per year. So, wow. um, you know, there's. There are organizations out there that help um, foster children in many different avenues, whether it's, you know, Treehouse for Kids and the Casey Family Program. Right. And the F-Factor is a new organization, really just a grassroots, groundbreaking organization. Startup, yeah. 
focus on fashion because kids at, at that age in foster care, you're right, they do face many struggles and, you know, you hear so much about bullying these days and, you know, if you could imagine not being able to go home and feel the comfort of your parents and, you know, so yeah. it's really important that these foster children understand that even though the parents aren't by their side, the community is there to support them. So definitely, I think you know, in that situation, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, you know your self confidence is probably not where it needs to be, and uh, and feeling good about yourself and what you're wearing uh, would definitely help you in that area. With the economy where it's at, and all, I imagine we're seeing a lot of spike, a big spike in foster uh, homes. And with that comes, you know, a need for, you know, support and uh, clothing and that kind of thing. So I think what you're doing here is a really, really impactful to the community. Fabulous. That's a direct impact on the community. So absolutely cool. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Um, so the F in foster care and the F, F factor, factor, it's foster care, it's fashion, it's fun, and it's friends. Um, the F to me, it really started from my personal story um, father and you know I left my home at the age of 16 and I tried to go back many times but unfortunately you know when we were growing up our family didn't receive the help that they needed from social services and when the police department would come by due to you know my father was very abusive growing up and when social services and the police would come by um, I was never taken out of the home and I really feel like there's a need, you know, there's a need for an organization like the F Factor and another voice for children because when I was younger, my voice wasn't heard and that hurts beyond words can really describe. And, yeah, you know, to not have my father in my life right now, I feel like if the adults in the room made the correct choices, we could potentially like have a chance as a family. Yeah. And so this, you know, this cultivated from like the pain of not having my dad in my life and, Wow. You know, he still isn't in my life, and it my my heart is mending, but it's never going to be the same. So this is my healing process. This is my way to be a voice for those children who don't have a voice, and and fashion is what I can offer. So Well, and fashion is one of those things that it can, is so inspirational. I mean, I remember I grew up with a single mom, and she worked really, really hard to make things work. And unfortunately, our personalities didn't jive. From the, you know, I remember as long as I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I do remember one of the things that helped get me through was I was drawn to Chanel. I loved the whole overall theme of it. And when I felt my weakest and and my most insecure, I would go in and I would find that black sweater and those black pair of pants, and I would do everything I could to kind of encompass that because it, it empowered me. It made me feel good, and so I could get through that tough day. Um, and I think, you know, particularly for girls, maybe some guys are, are a little bit more aware of that, but just for any child to have something new to put on, it it just gives you that warm fuzzy. And it, it's hard to explain unless you've like, never yeah. had that. You could, you can't really explain it, but you could ask many people the question, like, how many times do you leave your home in donated clothes and donated items? Like, it's very rare that you have hand-me-downs or second-hand clothes. Um, and so it's good to think about it on that level, like what it will do for a child to know that, like, someone cares for them to make sure they have something that's their own again. Right. And it's brand new. It's not, you know, hand-me-down. Maybe it fits or maybe it's a little too small. It's, right. It's their size, it's their style, and it's their attitude, and they get to pick it out. 
So hopefully it helps them express themselves and build their self-confidence through. Yeah, through because they means. get to make a choice and yeah. and have a small say in their life. Yeah, yeah. So the F Factor event is coming up. It's June 9th. I think it's 10 days away. <laughs> I know. We're very excited. I know. Me too. It's going to be really exciting. So there's two levels of ticketing. Um, I think today we're giving away two tickets, two general admission tickets. Fabulous. Yeah. So for in-studio guests, I believe. It's going to be a combination. Um, what we're doing is if you were in-studio guests this week um, and or you listen to the show between now and Friday, you will be qualified for entrance into the drawing for these two tickets. The thing that they're going to have to remember is they're going to, in order to be entered into this, you need to know what one of the Fs for F factor means. Very nice. So I, like I think that's kind be... of easy fashion, you know, <laughs> foster care. So, um, yeah. so two levels of ticketing for the show. We have the general admission, which is $50 to get in if you don't win one of these two tickets today, or 125 for VIP. And VIP will enjoy a wine tasting by Gilbert Sellers, and they'll get a chance to mingle with models wearing couture cocktail dresses by designer Wai Ching. Nice. Um, they'll get stage-side seating for the fashion show, a VIP swag bag, and hors d'oeuvres buffet catered by Urban Feast. Oh, yummy. Um, yeah, and then um, we also have the general admission tickets. We'll get you a swag bag, entrance to the show, and tray past hors d'oeuvres by cater, uh, cater by Urban Feast again. Very nice. So we have Joan Soda there who's going to be doing some tastings, and we have Stella and Dot who will be uh, Amelia, is the jewelry representative, uh-huh. with Stella and Dot, and she will be um, offering discounts to all of the guests there. And um, Gilbert Sellers will be selling their wine, and 100% of the proceeds go to the F-Factor. Wonderful. So then the Ice Luge, we've got four great raffle prizes, including a La Bijou lingerie package. Um, and La Bijou Boutique is over here in Bellevue. It's a beautiful boutique, and uh-huh. Stephanie's there. Um, she can help you out if you guys ever check it out. And um, REI has in hers gift package and a, um, let's see, oh, we have a wine package. Oh, those are yummy. Label <laughs> Our listeners package. like wine. So, yeah, so it's going to be great. And we have five designers in the show, ranging from dresses to swimwear and lingerie. So it's not for a shy eye, if you know what I mean. Oh, I love it. It's going to be a very sexy night. <laughs> I love it. So attire for this event? Cocktail attire preferred, please. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Seattle, get dressed up. <laughs> it, yes, and we want as many events that kind of back that up as humanly possible. That's right. <laughs> Show your best. Show your best. Well, thank you for joining us today, and I know we're going to be hearing from you as the show goes on and, and get, having your your input on some of the stuff we're talking about. Um, I know I've got an event that I've got to pop into first, but I'm going to be ending at yours, so I'm very yeah, excited yeah. to pop in and take some coverage shots. Well, you can always find more information on our website, and that's www.f-factor.org. Wonderful. And we'll also post that on our website and our Facebook so that people can click on it make it convenient. Sounds great. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. That was awesome. Uh, So we're going to go right into our next segment, uh, Socially Acceptable and Unacceptable, brought to you by Kind Bars, delicious, healthy, and gluten-free snacks. And again, you know, we've talked about this before, socially acceptable and unacceptable. It's always easy for us to talk about the socially unacceptable. And I didn't have a socially acceptable until I got here today. So hence, when looking at our notes, I don't have anything written down. But um, the socially acceptable thing I want to bring up today is it is okay to overdress. 
Um, the reason I want to talk about that is when you take a look at how people um, perceive what they're wearing and and why they wear it to different events, there is an understatement that I think has gotten a little bit out of hand. And I think when you are taking the time to go to an event, consider when the clothing that you're picking out as a reflection of you, but more importantly, as a way of honoring the people that you're going to see. So with that, um, I want to go right into the socially unacceptable and state it is socially unacceptable. And I think we talked about this last week um, to walk into a theater event in sweats. These people, if you go in and you're paying fifty, seventy-five, two hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket to go and attend a ballet, um, an ensemble, uh, a quartet, these are people who have put hundreds and hundreds of hours into perfecting their craft and working hard to, to bring you a presentation that you're going to enjoy. And they go to extreme lengths of picking out clothing that matches, that uh, works well with whatever it is that they're representing. And to have people come into like the Nutcracker and some of these things with sweats or um, even to the point of overly wrinkled clothes, I really feel like you're not doing them any justice by saying, you know, you put your best foot forward. I'm going to do the same thing. I respect what you're doing and I want to honor that. And I think if we start talking about it more and making a bigger deal out of it, when I say I'm holding a costume party and you show up without a costume, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to pull the Duchess card and I'm going to say, I'm sorry, you're not coming in. Because I really think, again, it's it's important for us to start pushing some of those boundaries. I, I don't know, maybe I'm like way off base here, but that's me. <laughs> what do you think, Michael? No, I think I think you're 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 on the right track. I think that if uh it's just it's disrespectful to the host because the host puts in a lot of uh, effort, a lot of time, a lot of you know money, and uh, to get something to present to everyone that's in, that's yeah. really nice. And you come up and, and and you're not respectful in that way. It just says that hey, you know, I don't care how, what you put into this. That yeah, I'm just here for the 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 food or the drink or whatever. But um, I think if you uh, you, you have to like look at your situation, the, the what, what event you're going to and. And, and make that call. I mean, yeah. you know, I, like, I think you hit it right there. You know, when you, you're having a costume party and, and someone shows up and not in the costume. I mean, it just. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they shouldn't be on the list anyway. Then. They probably shouldn't. <laughs> well, and it's just like with, with you, Ellen, when you're, you know, you're putting all these hours into it and you have all these designers coming in. It's, if somebody comes in and, and they're not dressed appropriately. And, and with fashion shows, I've noticed that there's another extreme that happens and that's what I call the coochie shot, where you wear a skirt that is ridiculously too, you know, where you can't even, it's not even a matter of bending over and seeing anything. It's a matter of leaning forward yeah. and seeing something. It, it's it's okay to have this this thought process that I want to feel sexy. But the, again, think about the purpose of what you're going for. If If you're there and you're dressed like that, you're pulling attention from what the purpose of the event is. And if that's your intention, then maybe you shouldn't be going to those types of events because people are there to look at the fashion and to be able to enjoy it. And when you dress inappropriately, you pull attention from what the main focus is, and that's just wrong. Unless the event is, you know, pimps and hoes or something. Well, pimps and hoes, yeah. <laughs> Costume party. <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> well, I think you should always put your best fashion foot forward first, right? I agree. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And it's, that's exactly what it is. And if it comes down to dollars and cents, 
you know, there are a lot of inexpensive stores now that offer you a fashionable option Forever 21. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like I would your say. Your friend's closet. Your friend's closet. <laughs> you can do, you know, I loved, I, I call it treasure hunting. When I'm looking for, I, I like to put outfits together, and I have uh, several friends who are stylists. And so they'll go in and talk about, uh, well, this is the look, this is that look, and I'll have, like, all the pieces except for one. And it's something that, you know, you can't find anymore. So I'll go treasure hunting. I'll hit a Goodwill. I'll go to a Value Village. And you can find these really unique, fun, you know, in your recycling. There's there's so many different ways that you can go about doing things and putting things together. Yeah. That can I kind of chime in on there? For yes. a guy, there's a lot of ways to dress nice and still be casual slash comfortable. I agree. I dress in jeans a lot, especially with my so does my husband. My new job, but you throw on a really nice dress shirt, maybe even a tie, and you can throw that with the jeans. Yeah. You throw on some dress shoes, the jeans work. Yes, I agree. You don't have to wear slacks all the time. You don't have to be uncomfortable. But there are so many ways, if you put the right combination of things together, you can be comfortable and look really good for these events without spending a lot of money or being uncomfortable the whole time. I would agree. And I think a lot of times, too, people underestimate um, the power of just having detail orientation with your clothes. You don't have to have an expensive jacket. Just make sure it's not all wrinkled. Right. You don't have to have an expensive shirt. Just make sure it looks neat and tidy. You know, it, keep it simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. But definitely, yeah, it's like Ryan was saying, sometimes colors can be a big thing, too. Yeah, be aware. <laughs> or hit the Nordstrom Half Yearly Sale. Freshen anniversary, up. yes. Freshen up. Oh, yeah. Or the anniversary sale, excuse me. No, so this yeah. Half Yearly is going on right now. It's Half Yearly now. Right okay. now. And then Men's Half Yearly follows here in another week or so, too. And then, uh, of course, in July, you go right into yeah, anniversary. There's plenty of opportunities, I think. There is. Yeah. There is. Well, and here's my thought process. If you're going out and you're spending $125 on a ticket, yeah. yeah, no. Oh, it's for such a good cause. Though. That's what I'm saying. These kids then have there's, there should too. be no problem See? being able to, yeah. you know, dress and look good. I always leave the house in a hurry and <laughs> having a three-month-old baby, it's like I do not want people to know that my house is a mess. If I walk yeah. out of here looking like a mess, <laughs> they're going to know. <laughs> Clean it up. Funny. <laughs> okay, so we're going to cover the other two socially unacceptables. Um it is socially unacceptable to assume your business is more important than someone with whom you are working with. You make a phone call as you're doing up a follow-up, and they go, oh, hi, oh, um, I'm busy with my business. I'll get back to you. Well, guess what? I have a business too. And just because you have a business and you're busy, don't assume that you have the, the – it's not even the right. I just think it is – completely inconsiderate to think that to not validate that they are working hard too even if it's not a, a, a you know corporate 500 company if it's a, a doggy daycare you know these people anybody who has a business or is working you need to show them the same level of respect you expect or you're going to lose a lot of customers and you're going to lose a lot of respect in the, in the realm of where you are i think a lot of that comes from over promising over delivering so when you do that, yeah. and you're over promising your and and you get to the point where you need to you know deliver and if they're way behind and they're behind the eight ball and they kind of just you know be short with you, uh, you probably see this a lot. And oh yeah. Kind of thing. You you know getting sponsors, you know getting yeah. them on board. They say yeah, no problem, but we go talk to them exactly. And I think that's probably where a lot of this is coming from. But you know uh, it happens in, in in a lot of different you know platforms. You know, uh, and if you just can't do it. 
be honest and upfront, you know, and yeah. say, hey, look, you know, this is something I would like to do, but I'm over, I'm just uh, buried right now. Yeah. You know, can, can, would it be would it be acceptable for me to come back to you in six months and approach you? From, oh yeah. I think if you set it up right, it's fine. Yeah, then exactly. It's, it's it's socially acceptable at that point. Well, and, and again, it's it's not that you don't have time for them. It's how you're it's how you're presenting it to them. Again, everything exactly. is in communication, and as a culture, we are so lackadaisical with our communication and really so ineffective that I think it's important for us to start. I have three boys, and I am pushing very hard to help teach them how to communicate more effectively. And by doing that, I hope that I'm teaching myself to communicate more effectively so that I'm not causing confusion or stressing somebody out or you know, making somebody feel less than what they are because we're all out there working hard. Yeah, honesty is the best policy. I agree with that. But also, like, managing your schedule. You know, I think in this entrepreneurial uh, mind frame that we have so much right now in, in business that we should be responsible for our schedules and say this is not possible until this date, and people will respect you if you can get it in a day or two before, but a day or two late, it's like, oh, where is it at, you know? Yeah. Delivery, delivery. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you're right. A lot of you, we do make mistakes. We're human. Um, but again, as like you were saying, if you find yourself backed up in a corner, you re- realize you've overreached. Again, be gracious, be respectful. Say, you know what? This is my mistake. I'm so sorry. I don't think we're going to be able to do that. But let's talk about how we can make it happen in the future. Again, it's in the delivery. Right? Well, what I found is you're talking about communication. Well, we're in the era of the most communication ever. Lack of face to face. Yeah, where ineffective there's texting. Yeah. there's email. There's Facebook. There's well, so there's many no different Well, no accountability avenues, with it. But people don't use them when they don't want to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I find that doing what I do, like they will tell me to my face, "Yes, I'll meet with you. I'll do this. I'll do that," and then you don't hear from them again. And there's a lack of communication. It's like you have my number. You can text me. You can tell. You get to be honest with me. Tell me no. Well, and I think a lot of people, is, uh, and one of the other socially unsavvy things I haven't put on here yet, um, a lot of uh, people, we've talked about the RSVPing thing, um, and now people with all these events coming up, they RSVP, yes, that they're going to come because they want to make you feel good. That does not help. People are they, People put money and time and food preparation, and if you're not going to be there, it's okay to say, hey, I can't make this. I wish I could be there. I support what you're doing 100%. I can do this. But this whole RSVP thing going on on Facebook where people say, yes, they're going to be there and don't show time and time again, um, I am a big maybe. Uh, and if I if I say maybe, I mean maybe. If I say yes, there's a 99% chance I'm going to be there. If I say no, it's just I'm overcommitted and there's just no possible way. But you've we've got to learn to be honest with that because we just figure, oh, it's not a big deal. You have to assume it's always a big deal. It's a big deal to whoever's put that invitation out. Well, I think Ryan hit it right on the on the uh, spot. I think it's it's hard for people to say no. You know, they know they they can't go, but they say feel like they have pressure to say yes for some reason, or they don't want to let. They feel like they're letting you down by saying no. So, yeah. but what happens is that such there's a lot of passive aggressive out well, there, and a bigger disappointment down the road when it's like the day of. Yeah. And then now Nobody. You, you either just don't show up, or you right. say no, I can't go. Or yeah. Text or what have you, but uh, yeah, be, be honest. honest you That's know, when you I, get the big F word, flake. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. That's not the word I was thinking. <laughs> Well, we're trying to be a little socially savvy with our beverage today. <laughs> okay, and then the finally, final socially unacceptable, 
and this is just one of those things. This is the me thing, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but it is socially unacceptable to announce you have arrived when you walk in the room. People aren't blind, and if you call it out, you're not as popular as you would like others to believe. What kind of call-outs have you seen? What kind like of what? What kind of, what kind of uh, uh, entrances have you seen that were just like over the top, just ridiculous? Oh, where they walk into a place and they say, the blah, blah, blah is here, and, and they say it loudly. Really? And you're like, you're like. Was that Ryan? No, it's not Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the sad part is it's, it's like, you know, you know, you start to recognize that there's there are different ways that people reach out for um, what is it um, affirmations. Mm-hmm. But the sad part is, is if you're doing that as an affirmation, typically what ends up happening is you end up being the talk of, you know, why do they do that? What what do they think they are? Oh, well, he just thinks he's all that, or she just thinks she's all that. You know, recognize that if you want to be seen, be seen serving. Don't be seen talking. If someone walked into an event or a place, I would think, and they announced their arrival, like, wow, they must really be inebriated. You know, I would not think that would be a sober I keep, move. I keep thinking of Eddie Murphy coming back to, coming to yes. work. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the trumpets and the flowers. And <laughs> well, and, and it's funny because, you know, when you're – I cover events on the east side and um, Seattle, and there are people who time and time and time again, that's just what they do. And you want – I haven't figured out if it's socially acceptable to go up to them and go – you know, maybe just don't, just, hun, people are saying things. Well, what do you mean? I, um, no, okay, forget it. <laughs> At what point, you know, does does it really make a difference saying anything? You know, should you? I think it depends on the relationship with the person, but um, it's a hard thing to, I think it's a hard thing for somebody like me to watch when somebody does that and then and hear what everybody else has to say. That's what breaks my heart. It's kind of like, do you realize what people are saying about you? Do you realize what's happening? And I think we, you know, we all have our socially unsavvy moments. God knows I have quite a few at the time. But again, you know, try to be aware of the impact when you, when you, if you want to be seen, if you want to make an impact on an entrance, then uh, do something that's serving the majority, and people will notice you. Versus announcing it yourself. Well, I think it's it's, it's you know you're, it's a balance. Um, when you, I'm coming into a in a, a social uh, event, there's a way you can you know enter a room and be noticed, but not be like obnoxiously noticed. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like uh, you want to be confident because sometimes confidence is also misconstrued as arrogance. Yes. And uh, if you carry yourself well. And you 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 walk into a social situation, and the first thing I like to do is I like to go right into the middle of the room and just start shaking people's hands. You know, yeah, I was going to say doing? greet people. I you greet know, people, and, uh, I know. And a oh, beautiful place you Try have to be here. gracious. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's where that, that serving part I think you're, you're hitting on is, is right there. And, and I think people notice that, but they're like, oh, you know, it's a nice young man. Well, it's also, <laughs> it does, it's also easier to start a conversation that way, too, I think. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move on to the Duchess Report. What went on last week brought to you by Pop Chips, Never Fried, Never Baked, Think Popped. Um, this last week I had the uh, the fun of going to Chateau Saint-Michel. They had their staycation over there at the winery. And uh, I was shocked at how many people were there. They had the exotic cars um, from Redmond, so they had 
pretty much any kind of car you could think of parked out back. And you got to see all these amazing cars, and there are people taking pictures of them, and some people actually let you sit in the cars. <laughs> and um, so it was a lot of fun. There people were out there with their with their kids. They were doing picnics. You could go and buy wine, cheese, and crackers. They had a food vendor. I'm going to be posting the pictures later today. Um, they had a food vendor that he had a line probably – I don't know, 40, 50 people long the entire time um, serving food. And they had a DJ there mixing music. Um, It was a really fun thing to do. And I thought it was really great that they were doing something that um, did allow for families because I saw dozens and dozens of families with little baby kids, you know, in strollers and they're walking the grounds and, you know, out by where the concerts are going to be happening. Um, So it was a very fun local event. People were actually would go for their walks and bike rides and be coming down the trails. So it was like their their end location for their you know Memorial Sunday event. So Well, it was a uh, spring barrel for all the wineries too. So Yes. Yes. Big big winery. I popped into um Columbia across the street and they had their little barbecue going on cuz they had their um their ice wine they released and it was recommended by a very good friend of ours, Stephen, who is now uh in the tasting room over there to take the ice wine and utilize it with uh, strawberry shortcake. So I got angel food cake and strawberries and poured it over the strawberries, let it settle for a little bit, took the angel food cake and just dipped it a little bit and saturated the top, threw the whipped cream on and the strawberries and it was divine. It was really, really good. So a fun little you know, summer recipe if you want to take uh, strawberry shortcake to the next level. It was a great way to do it. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, and that was a good weekend to get all your whites and, and rosés and that yes. for the summer. Because yes, it was. All that releases and you get some really good discounts. And they still have the good discounts here. You can go and get really good deals now in oh, all yeah. the Woodenville wineries now with all the new releases in white wine. So really good stuff. So, yes, it was very fun. A lot of um, – I hit Apex, too. They had their stuff going on. It was it was really fun to see all the, the Woodenville wine culture at, at full Oh, yeah. And if you missed it this weekend, I'm going to throw in a plug here. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. uh, If you missed it over the weekend, uh, the Spring Barrel uh, events at all the wineries, uh, there's still a chance uh, to catch it over at Ray's Boathouse on August for uh, Rosé Revival Revival. and Cool White. So I'm actually I'm actually a judge. I know I'm excited. I'm I'm, my first I'm judge, trying though. to pop over there to, to click you judging. I'm thinking I got to get over there. This so sounds like a lot like of fun. fun. And I tell you, I went last year and it was just a lot of fun. A lot of great food on the trees. Well, it's going to come on. Uh, a lot of good food and uh, some amazing rosés. And it's not the rosés you grew up on. It was just you know out of a a nasty box or you know or something like that. It was it's it's really okay, uh, French inspired you know uh, uh, processes that are just uh, really amazing. So and some really amazing whites too. So there's going to be both. So if you're not a real big fan on rosés, don't be afraid because there's going to be a lot of Come whites uh, that are going to be just as good. So now, this is a lot of fun too. So do they have a fundraiser, uh, a charity that is benefiting as well? Uh, they do, and I'm trying to remember. I believe it. It's. Uh, <laughs> it I'm sorry, I put you on the spot, and I forgot. No, to I, th- bring I that believe it from. actually impacts uh, foster uh, homes and foster kids. So oh, fabulous! Uh, I'm almost. 100%. It's either this event or the next event. So okay. uh, I believe it's this one at Ray's Bull House that's going to benefit uh, foster children. Wonderful. Well, and we do have the um, Rosé Revival. We've had it on the site, and we'll make sure to get it up again today so that people can check it out mm-hmm. for, for the coming up week. Yep. Okay, Mr. Ryan, we're going to put you on the spot again, and we're going to have you tell us what the second tasting is, this fabulous mix with Talking Rain, our newest sponsor, and you are Blast Mixologist. Well, I'm trying to be. 
this one is the raspberry watermelon and uh, from Blast and the lemon zest from Talking Rain. Um, you know, just kind of I'm you know experimenting, seeing what's kind of clean and refreshing. Um, I'm really hoping to be able to try some of their twist drinks that they make um, with some different flavors. Um, some of these flavors are kind of similar, but I, you know, I think the ones that I came up with today—the raspberry lemonade or raspberry watermelon and the lemon zest and the grape with the uh, berry—are really refreshing. Really, they are know, good. Kind of, I mean, wow. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> yeah. our thing with blast—I mean, you can like it by itself, but it's also really good as a mixture. It, you tone it down a little bit, you get a couple cans or bottles of blast. Bottles should hopefully be in Albertsons anytime soon. Wonderful. Um, cans, convenience stores, hopefully near you. I mean, they're all over the city right now, all over the state. And you get a couple bottles of some flavored water, Talking Rain, great. Um, throw some berry, lemon zest. Uh, maybe even try a couple twists, but experiment mixing yourself. And that's all we're doing. Yeah, um, no, it's been fun. Experimenting and uh, coming up with it, you know. I'm hoping my uh, palate is good enough to uh, come up with some good flavors, and I think that's working out pretty good. <laughs> yes, this one here, the second one that you just did for us, that one is, uh, I, you know, I, I like sweet drinks, but it's nice to have something that is crisp. That This particular one, I'm thinking, you know, in a, in a beautiful little glass with a cucumber salad sandwich, you know. <laughs> well, I, I might have been able to do that, but you already finished your job. I did. Really, I'm sorry. It was really, really good. <laughs> so what are your what are your ratios? Is it um, um, right now? Um, the the talking rain is fairly new, but my ratios are generally about two thirds blast to a third, um, or maybe half and half, um, mm-hmm. kind of in there. But it's 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 no less than half and half. Um, the blast, of course, you know it's a it's a twelve percent malt beverage. So toning it down a little bit, you still get a. You, it doesn't take too much to get you with a good little buzz, but you tone down the sugar, you tone down the alcohol content, and you taste like you're drinking Kool-Aid all day. Um, Great. Are so, you uh, are you shaking it in the martini? Um, stirring it. Um, oh, because they're both carbonated, I tried shaking it the first time I did these, and yeah. uh, the top kept popping off. So just shaking it. Yeah, not and a it, glass. And it works really well. Yeah, I've had uh, glass uh, tumblers, and the the pressure actually the glass exploded. So not a good idea. And not only that, but you lose all the the, the fizziness effect, and that's yeah. kind of nice, and that adds to the refreshing. But boy, I mean, I mean, Ryan's been doing some really good stuff. This last four or five weeks that I tell you this is my favorite because it's it has that kind of fruit uh notes that come through it and and it and still has a little, a little bit of tartness. Bit yeah. Oh, I tell you, and you know, even if you had like a little bit of lemon wedge or lemon or lime, oh, yeah. or, I mean, you could definitely throw some fruit fruit in this if you if you wanted to really mm-hmm. get into it. Maybe muddle some lemon. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, that'd be really I mean, good. You can go all out on this. I mean, we're just taking a couple beverages and mixing them together, but. Uh, yeah, that was a great question. Definitely on the shaking or stirring. Yeah. It's uh, mm-hmm. we're going uh, opposite of James James Bond. We're going uh, stirred, not shaken. Stirred, not shaken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But I think it's what's, what's cool is that it, it allows you to be uh, creative and come up with your own mix. You know. Yeah. What about uh, a little orange in there? Well, see. Oh, you yeah. Can be good. Blood orange. Uh, we've had some cucumber flavors. We've had, we, I mean, we've had all kinds of different flavors. So I'm kind of working with what I got and coming up with some really good things. So we encourage you go out and get some stuff and and maybe send it to socially savvy. Send it on the website and uh, 
throw them something that came up really good for you with the blast and something that you mixed it with. I mean, we're even adding vodka to it to make it even a little bit stronger. Wow. So, you know, and that's kind of a third, a third, a third. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really a half and half and then throwing on another. Depends what kind of night you want to have, right? Yeah, I was exactly. going to say, yeah. Exactly. Or There's... lunch, either way. I know. It's like, do we have time to sit around for a while or do is this a quickie one-hour lunch? Probably not. Okay. Not going to add the vodka. <laughs> Oh, I like that three blast martini. <laughs> there you go. But it's, we're we're finding it's making some really good drinks. So here's a challenge for you out there listening. Why don't you get some blast? Get a couple cans. You know, it doesn't take much. You you do uh, half a glass of of one of the blast cans and half a glass of some flavored soda water and try it and see what you can come up with. And why don't you send that socially savvy and uh, you know maybe the the best flavor that we can come up with. I'll send you a t-shirt and a hat. How's that? Or even better yet, bring it to the show. Bring it you to know. the show. I'll give you a T-shirt and a hat, and I'll give you beat, a couple Beat the mixer. <laughs> there you go. There's a challenge for everybody. Beat the mixologist. I like it. Well, thank you, Ryan. We very much appreciate you being uh, part I'm of the delicious. show. And, you know, it's it's really fun having our own personal mixologist. I, I adore this. So thank you so much, Ryan. Okay, moving on with what is coming up this week, brought to you by O-Girl Energy Drinks, the perfect energy drink for those um, on the go with all of the good stuff and none of the bad. Um, again, to remind us, the F Factor presents The Bottom Line, a night of fun, fashion, and friends, Thursday, June 9th from 6 p.m. to 1030. Um, this is does go towards foster children and is hosting its first annual fundraiser. The tickets are on sale. I did just repost it to the website. So go on, check it out, get your tickets before they disappear. I believe VIP is about half full. And any of you who attend these events know VIP is where to be. It is 125 which includes the tasting by Gilbert Sellers, hors d'oeuvres catered by Urban Feast, swag bags, stage-side seating, mingling with the beautiful models and their designs that they will be wearing. General admission is $50, which also gives you the access to the fashion show, swag bags, and hors d'oeuvres by Urban Feast. Um, other events coming up, I believe, Mr. Michael. Yes. You have something I I do. I'm, I know what it is, too. Why don't you share it? Yes, please. <laughs> is that what I'm supposed to do? Yes, you are. <laughs> All right. Because uh, I, I love jazz. And I, I said last week, I have, a, I, have a, I, have a, I have a passion for jazz well, and, and, and food and drink and all that stuff. So, anyways, but uh, yes, uh, 2011 Bellevue Jazz Festival celebrates community and the creative power of music. You are all invited to explore and share the passion for live jazz music on the east side at the Premier Showcase for top national and regional artists. It's June 1st through the 5th, and you can uh, get more information by going online to BellevueJazz.com. That's BellevueJazz.com. And uh, I, I just know it's going to be beautiful weather because I'm just going to wish it. It's Bellevue. They order it. Well, that's true. They buy beautiful weather. <laughs> but, you know, if you if you love live music, and I'm a big fan of live music and jazz, so just it's a great, great, great venue to come to. And bring the whole family. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I think uh, that's one of the things I like about what they're doing is that it's easier to bring kids into it so they get the exposure. Once they've heard it and see other people around, it gets less intimidating and it can actually open their eyes and make them aware of something other than your typical cultured music at the time. <laughs> okay, so we have also Doggy Style Fashion Show. The name just cracks me up. It is Friday, June 10th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Hotel 1000. Uh, they have selected some of the hottest new upcoming designers and partnered with the most publicized 
pet brand company in the world. The fashion show will be filmed for High Maintenance Bitches, the reality TV show, um, which airs on Bravo and as well as their hit series on Animal Planet. Uh, the Seattle Art Institute designers David DJ David Lau and Experience Sound Systems are creating the international energy with an unusual twist. Proceeds benefit the connection the Connecting Borders Foundation found at www.connectingborders.org. It's a nonprofit humanitarian organization that works with children and people living in poverty through the hands um, through hands-on monetary giving, scholarships, and internship opportunities. The goal is to help each individual obtain their full potential with personal and community support and training. Every vote uh, get every guest gets a vote, and the winning designer will be will be given a scholarship to help them with their career. Doors open at seven for drinks and hors d'oeuvres. Seating begins at eight with fashion walks at eight thirty, and um, post vino and coffee at nine. Okay, so plan ahead. We like yes, to plan ahead. We like absolutely. to know what's going on. We like to put it on our calendars. We like to buy our tickets so that we can get the VIP ticket mm-hmm. because, you know, that's just the way we are. And it's brought to you by Ziffiz, the healthy energy mix in a tube. And it's portable. And you can take it anywhere. Take it anywhere. And it's awesome. Leave it in your car. Yep. And it won't get yucky. I know. I'm a mommy. I do that all the time. <laughs> we have, actually, this should be, this isn't even, oh, I am so bad. This one is actually not a plan ahead. This is a happening soon. It's The Hangover with Chick Chat. The Hangover 2. That's right. And that's uh, that's Thursday. Yes, Thursday, June 2nd. It is going to be at the Pink Ultra Lounge at Pacific Place. It's a Vegas-themed pre-party. They are going to be then showing the movie sequel to um, The Hangover. And there's going to be swag bags, a um, Elvis impersonator, there's going to be Vegas gambling and more. So you can go to Chick Chat and order your tickets. It's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. It's not just for girls. I was just going to say that because although it's sponsored by Chick Chat, Chick Chat, <laughs> uh, she encourages uh, guys to come along because uh, there'll be lots of single ladies. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's- it's a fabulous breeding ground to check yeah. out what's going on out there. <laughs> you know what would be really cool is that they'd had like, you know, a little, you know, temporary uh tattoo artist doing the 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 tattoo around the eye, you know, that's Ooh. the big thing, you know, the big oh, Mike yeah, Tyson big... deal and being There was concern that they weren't gonna be able to uh They thought launch they they're yeah. well in fact uh the artist that did it for Mike Tyson was trying to get the the, the launch stopped. That's what I heard. And he almost did it. I'm sorry, I think people are getting way too terri- ter- ter- territorial about silly things. So Absolutely. Oh, no, I'm sure I I'm totally going to pay agree. for that comment later. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know. Just... Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> Our next plan ahead is for um, the second annual Zip Fizz Golf Tournament, Friday, July 15th, from 12 to 3. At the Golf Club at Echo Falls. This benefits the Boys and Girls Club of King County, giving kids a place to call their own, where they can have fun, get a hot meal, be creative, and be part of a team, get help with homework, or just hang out with friends. There are 13 locations with open doors throughout the King County that offer space for children and teens to learn, create, and attain the best in academics, athletics, and more. To show your support to our local Boys and Girls Club by becoming a sponsor for the second annual golf club tournament, 
please go to zipfizz.com backslash golf to register right now. The single players are going to be going for $175 and teams of four for $600. Um, we're going to take a moment and have our favorite local um, location host, Gunner, tell us a little bit about what's going on these days here at the gallery and what to expect. I know that there's some fun stuff coming up. So. Thanks, LB. Happy to have you here on a Memorial Day. Thank um, you. We always like to have people in the gallery. You know that, and you're great, uh, a great source for driving people here. So um, thank you very much. Well, I think it's fitting that we had it today here because you're such a server in the community. Thank you. Well, we're happy to be so. Um, we've got a new show coming up on uh, June 8th, which will be a wonderful opening with Jamie Ellsworth. Jamie is an artist out of Friday Harbor who... Um, is one of those very special individuals. She is an animal rescuer. She rescues dogs. She trains miniature horses to be, and these are, you know, I thought a miniature horse might be something that stands three or four feet tall. These little miniature horses sit on your lap on the couch and watch TV with you. And they are... Sounds um, like a dog. They are. They're they're, they're, They're unbelievable. And she raises these as... Um, well, for the lack of, of really totally understanding service animals to people who um, need the comfort of, of, of a loyal pet, I guess. Wow. And um, so Jamie's paintings are amazing. They are of dogs and horses, which are primary, primary in her life. And one of the, one of the uh, uh, well, there's a series of paintings of a dog named Pagao that she rescued in Beijing um, at the uh, at the uh, should we say meat market? Oh, she and her daughter rescued this little dog that was ready to be um, <clears throat> taken into service, and went through the entire immigration process of bringing it to the United States, which is as is as difficult as adoption as adoption yeah. or getting a visa for anybody. Anyway, this dog wow. Pagao is here in the United States, living on Friday Harbor, and Jamie has done a series of paintings. I've probably seen sixty different paintings. We'll have four brand new ones out of that series um, for the show on June 8th of this little dog becoming acclimated to the Western culture. Oh, wow. And it's the dog sitting watching the postman, watching the taxi, at an art museum, um, standing, uh, looking at an Aston Martin. We sold one, you know, looking at an Aston Martin. How appropriate for, oh, for Bellevue. Um, so she's uh, she's got a very, very clever sense of humor as she portrays this dog in a lot of different um Western culture events, um, as well as some horses that she does. Um, the painting that we sent out on the uh, postcard was called Adrift, and it's five or six boats with dogs, and it's an aerial view looking straight down of four or five dogs in each of these boats floating randomly on a, on a sea of green. It's really one of the most interesting, compelling paintings I've seen in a long time, and wow. part of the compelling aspect is knowing Jamie. So. Uh, that's June 8th. Um, and she'll be up. here on location, so people will be able to speak with her and hear her story. She will. She'll be here on June that's 8th, awesome. uh, which is uh, Wednesday night. Um, we do it from 6 till 8. For the remainder of the month, right now, we're going to, uh, we are showing Arlen Rosen off, and we are going to, um, between now and June 5th, we are going to um, be offering special special values on Arlen's, on Arlen's paintings of a 20% uh, savings on anything that's purchased. We're not going to be carrying him after June 5th. The paintings will not be available. And I would so, say get it now. Yeah, I, 
it's a get it now, and it's a 20, uh, 20% discount that you will never find from me again. I say you don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> well, thank you again so much, Gunnar, for letting us uh, use your gallery as our studio. And um, I look forward to attending a couple of your events this month. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love Arlen's paintings, too, so definitely that's a steal. <laughs> they are. They're very um, intriguing to look at. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are going to be wrapping it up, yes. Mr. Michael. Uh-huh. So uh, if you are, if you want to be a socially savvy fan, I think you should be a socially savvy fan. Uh, be sure to look us up on Facebook and, and click the Like Us on the page, and uh, you'll be – and the cool thing is, well, you know ha- you know what? You don't have to be forced to like us. You should be you like want to like us. Cause, exactly, it's a want. Uh, we do a lot of informative, informative stuff. You know, we tell you what's going on and how to how to be uh, socially cool and cool look good and swag and oh yeah, and you definitely come down for the shows. It tells you a lot of information what's going on, but definitely come down uh, and uh, it's a good time. And you get entered for for really cool drawings too. Yes, this week we're going to be announcing the winning drawings for this month. I was going to try to do it today on the show, but I realized we still have two days. Yeah, well, so we got two F-Factor tickets over here. We've got, got F-Factor tickets. We've got a one-night stay at the Hyatt. We've got Daniel certificates, and we've got a soiree to give away. So, Jeez. right, you know, message us. We Oh, and oh yes, and we also have some blast um, items that no one else has. Oh, that's a sweet so, hat. Um, <laughs> listen to the show. Make sure to message us. For every secret sponsor you know the name of, you get another entrance into it, the um, drawings. For every show that you actually attend, you get an extra entry into the drawing. And then, of course, for being a fan of the Socially Savvy page. Oh, absolutely. And, it's, so. and, these, and these recordings, uh, you could be right here listening to this, having a good time, get yeah. some swag. And if you can't make the show live, you can go back and listen to the shows for the whole month and, and get mm-hmm. all of your secret sponsors. Send one message and go, this is what all the secret sponsors were. This is where you were. I want, I want my entries. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for the show today, Gunnar Nordstrom's Gallery, Bellevue Hyatt, Daniel's Spoiler Bellevue, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, um, Merch Divin Importers, uh, Sweet Talk Wipes, Eye Candy Lash Boutique, Soiree, F-Factor, Talking Rain, and Chick Chat Seattle. So, um Thank you again, Miss Ellen, for yes, being here. Yes, thank you guys for having me on. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I love the blast hat on you. That is way too Thanks. cute. Thanks. I'm sporting the sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> she is totally sporting the sponsors. Yeah. So look for us on Facebook. Let us know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of. Um, and if you have any locations that we need to check out, any events that we need to check out, message us on the back side. And if it fits, then we will see what we can find to, to um, bring you the information. Absolutely. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and we hope that you have a socially savvy week. And, uh, um, you know, reach out. Don't, oh, yes, and the one thing I did want to talk about was please do take a, me- a minute at some point today, if you know somebody who has served this country, to um, even this week, to go up to them and thank them for what they have done because it has given us the rights and the opportunities to do all the things that we want to do and have the opinions and the right to have an opinion. So. Thanks and have a great Memorial Day, everyone. Bye-bye.